Ladies, gentlemen, others. Andy here, day 95, in a winner show. Let's fucking go. We are continuing with questions that Ed asked. Ed is one of my Patreons. If you want to ask questions and have me answer them, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser. And the next question that we are up to is, were there any tricks or shortcuts or cheats that you found most helpful in your self-improvement and getting laid journey? Obviously, you can go through my entire website and all of my podcast episodes where I talk about pretty much every cheat and shortcut and trick. That's the whole point of my website is to try and get you to avoid the pitfalls that I went through, give you the shortcuts so you don't have to take as long as I took and hopefully get you to go above and beyond what I've done. Like I want you to be better than me, obviously. I think that's the purpose of everyone mentoring or teaching other people. You want them to be better than you. I guess the first big important trick was to give myself permission to suck. I think I really had to do that early on. I had to just be okay with the fact that I wasn't going to be comfortable or confident talking to girls. I really had to tell myself like, I'm going to do a shitty job. I really am going to suck at this. There's no way I can do a good job of this. I'm just too nervous. I'm too inexperienced. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not confident. And I had to kind of embrace the fact that I was going to do a bad job for a really long time. I think a second thing that I learned was the slight edge, which is the concept of doing little tiny baby steps each day. And over time, it adds up. That was something I had to figure out myself. And I had to, on certain days when I couldn't, like I didn't feel confident talking to girls. I had to literally say to myself, like, all I have to do is go outside. I don't have to talk to girls. I just have to go outside. And once I did that, a lot of times I did end up talking to girls, but I really had to give myself permission to, you know, tiny little baby steps, go outside and go from there. In terms of shortcuts, and this is more of an advanced shortcut. I understand, you know, if you're not super confident and if you're inexperienced, maybe you won't do this, but the BDSM stuff that I do, that was a massive shortcut. As soon as I started telling girls on Tinder, you know, I'm looking for BDSM. Do you want to explore it and try it with me? As soon as I started doing that, sex just got like 50 times easier because then every girl that I met up with, we literally met up to have sex. Like we would meet in public and I would just take her straight back to my place and have sex immediately. That was the biggest shortcut. I completely removed the whole dating concept. Like I really didn't need to go on dates. Why do you need a date when she's meeting you for BDSM? Meet her in public, grab a bottle of wine, take her back to your place and have sex. Sometimes, Most of the time I would skip the wine. So I'd just meet her in public straight back to my place, sex within, you know, 10 minutes of meeting her. I did that probably like 50 times. I'd say that was what I did for most of my, for at least half of my lays. And yeah, that, that I completely cut out the whole dating part. So that was great. I guess another shortcut or trick, if you want to call it that is using forums for accountability, like using other people for accountability. I use the Good Looking Loser forums. You can use my forums, which is killyourinnerloser.com forward slash forums. Using other people as in saying what you're going to do or every day telling them what you have done, what you're working on, what you're struggling with. That is the shortcut. Like that's basically mandatory. I would never tell anyone to improve themselves without joining some sort of forum. I think it's absolutely mandatory. Another hack or a cheat that I use is bribing myself. I've talked about this so many times in so many podcasts and articles. It's probably the biggest 
contributor to me actually getting shit done or one of. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to an article called Willpower and Discipline Don't Fucking Matter. And that actually lists a whole bunch of different tricks and shortcuts and cheats and stuff. But the biggest one has always been just bribing myself. So if I don't want to go and talk to girls, like when I used to be really nervous and shy, I would say to myself, okay, if I go talk to this girl, then I get to go home and have a big, fat, fucking, juicy, expensive steak. Or other times I would say, okay, I get to just play a video game tonight for like two hours, but only if I go to the gym and crush my goals there. Even today, I still bribe myself. Like right now, today, I'm going to record 10 podcasts all at once. This is the second podcast out of 10. And my girlfriend Imogen is doing 20 artworks today. She's going to push herself and do 20 different drawings or paintings. I'm going to do 10 podcasts. And the only way that we were able to do that is to bribe ourselves. We said, okay, if we do this, we get to go to a really fancy, expensive bar tonight. We get to dress ourselves up, have a good time, chill out there, have a nice night, and maybe come home and watch a movie. Like we have to literally give ourselves a bribe or a reward. And I talk about that all the time in plenty of podcasts and shit. That's been probably my biggest cheat when I don't want to do something because I don't have a lot of willpower. I'm not someone with a lot of motivation and willpower and shit like that, despite what you might think. I'm really fucking lazy and I want to just lay on the couch and watch TV or not TV, watch YouTube and just do nothing all day. That's what I I would love to do that. I'd love nothing more than to play video games all fucking day. So the way that I push myself to actually be productive and to work on the things I want to work on is with bribes. You know, hey, Andy, you get to, I'll literally say to myself, hey, Andy, you get to fucking watch YouTube tonight if you want to, but you have to record three podcasts first or You have to do all this shit first and then you get to do that. So bribes is probably the biggest cheat or shortcut that I have ever figured out. And on top of that, the slight edge, that's been amazing. It's very easy to to work on your goals if you lower the barrier to entry with the slight edge by saying, you know, I just have to do something really tiny. It doesn't, I don't have to go to the gym for like two hours and kill myself. All I have to do is go to the gym and do one rep. That That's like my barrier to entry. Some days where I just don't feel like going to the gym, I would just tell myself, I just have to rock up and lift a, a dumbbell once. And then I also give myself a reward and I say, and if I do that, then I get to go home and have a huge steak or you know eat some awesome meal, whatever it is. And that makes it so goddamn easy to just rock up to the gym. And what you'll find is, you lift the dumbbell once, you do your first rep, and then you go, well, I'm here anyway. I may as well keep going. And then you end up doing your workout like almost accidentally. Then you get to go home and have your fucking reward. It's awesome. Again, I really want to drive this point home. I don't have a lot of willpower. I don't have a lot of discipline. I'm not someone that is... I wouldn't even say I'm great at working on my goals. I I think I have fucking attention deficit disorder. It wouldn't surprise me if I really did. I, I find it really hard to concentrate on one thing at a time. I get distracted so easily. I hate sitting down and doing something in one big go. I'm someone that wants to chop and change 50 million times. And so bribing and lowering the barrier to entry by using the slight edge, these are two things I don't think I would have been successful without those two methods. And I think I'll just start spitballing some lesser cheats and shortcuts, just some like small ones. If you're someone that struggles to eat, which is a minority of guys, but I have one particular coaching client in mind. And I I had an old friend who really struggled to eat. A cheat 
that I told my client was just put fucking fat in everything. So put butter in as many things as you can put a tablespoon or two tablespoons of olive oil or some other type of oil in your protein shakes, put a teaspoon of like MCT oil in your coffee. Cause one tablespoon, sorry, I keep saying teaspoon, one tablespoon of oil, put one tablespoon in one tablespoon is a hundred calories. If you can get four tablespoons of olive oil or some sort of oil every day, that's 400 calories instantly. And now if you're the complete reverse and you struggle to not eat too much food, which is, I'm definitely, that's absolutely me. Keto is one thing that I found that absolutely just, it eliminates my hunger. My mood is more regulated. Um, I can go until 5 p.m. without eating anything every day. Like intermittent fasting is so much easier on keto. If you don't know what keto is, it just means don't eat any carbs. Look at the back, the packet, the back of the packet of everything you eat and try and get less than like roughly 30 grams of carbs, roughly. I mean, you can get slightly more than that, but try and keep it to 30 grams or less per day and eat mostly meat, maybe a couple of vegetables. You, you probably take like two weeks to adjust to it. And once you do, it's like, holy shit, you just, you don't crave food anymore. You're not hungry. It's not a struggle. Diet is really easy. And the weight comes off a lot quicker and a lot easier. Your energy is more regulated. Your sleep is better. Everything is better. So keto has been probably my biggest like hack or cheat in terms of fitness. And that was how I got to my abs. I'm still on keto right now. So is my girlfriend. I have a couple of friends who've been doing keto for like three years at this point. Keto is for cool kids. If you want little like life hacks and shit like that, um, I'd say fixing my sleep was a really big life hack and and absolutely gone a long way to helping me achieve everything I've achieved. In terms of the life hacks to give yourself more sleep, I use a face mask every night. I really like that. I use earplugs every single night. I have these special earplugs that are made from like beeswax or something. They're kind of moldable and you kind of squash them against your ear, not in your ear, but like against your ear and they completely eliminate like pretty much all the noise. I also use blackout blinds. I have some that you can kind of stick on a window. They're like 50 bucks. They're pretty cheap. You just put them up and they make the room like pitch black. Um, I also use the orange glasses that you guys have heard me talk about many times. And that eliminates the blue light from your phone. So you can like start winding down for bed. You start feeling tired more early. It's awesome. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to an article I wrote called uh, How to Fix Your Sleep. And I talk about all these products I use, how to use them, how to get the most out of them. But yeah, I, I've been using all that shit for like three years at this point. I'm at a point where I can't sleep without the earplugs. I can't sleep. Like, okay, I can sleep, but it's like awful sleep. You wake up the next day and it's like noticeably different, noticeably worse without these things. In terms of shortcuts with talking to girls in person, I've talked about a few of them um, in previous podcasts. One is you give yourself a timer. So you set a stopwatch for 10 minutes and you hit go as soon as you leave the house and you have 10 minutes to talk to one girl. And then over time, you want to bring that down. Maybe you get to a point where you can do it within 30 seconds and you set a stopwatch for 30 seconds. And as soon as you walk outside, as soon as there's girls, you have to talk to one in 30 seconds. Another cheat that I used myself a few times is when I was really shy and I kept pussying out on girls, I said to myself, I can only pussy out on 10 girls and that's my limit. Like I can't pussy out on 11 girls. And what I found was most days I would pussy out on like nine girls. And then when I was about to get to the 10th one, I was like, fuck it. I can't keep pussing out. And I would just talk to the next girl. That worked really well for me. 
You can also use another trick called like the three, two, one, go. A lot of other people have talked about this. It's like a fairly mainstream hack where you basically, when you feel like you're about to pussy out on talking to a girl, you just say in your head, three, two, one, go. And then the second you say go, you have to just shut the fuck up and walk over to her. That works. Another thing I used to say in my own head was anytime I'd start getting insecure or neurotic and overthinking things, I would yell at myself in my head. I'd scream, stop. Your job is to do. It is not to think. Shut the fuck up. Stop thinking. Go and do. And then I would force myself to take action, especially talking to girls. That really worked. Another trick I've talked about is making approaching fun. So listen to some music before you go out. um, Put on a funny YouTube video. Get yourself in a really good mood and then go out and have fun. Make it fun. Talk to girls. Have a good, have a smile on your face. Make it an enjoyable activity rather than a chore or something you have to do. Try and focus on having fun with it. I guess shortcuts with actual sex. Um, the magic one vibrator. I talk about it all the fucking time. I never shut the fuck up about it because it's bloody amazing. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to the... I'll leave a link to the guide that I wrote about how to get the most out of it. But essentially, it's just a massive fucking vibrator. All you have to do is put it on a girl's pussy and it's like super hands off. You don't put any effort in. She'll just orgasm. Um, Some girls, like a girl that Imogen and I saw the other night, she came within like fucking two minutes of putting it on her pussy. I swear to God, it's like probably a minute even. It's like hands off. You don't put any effort in. Turn a button on. That's always been a cool shortcut. And what you find is when you use that with girls, they will... Afterwards, they'll have like the orgasm of their life and then they will give you credit and they will say like, you are a sex god. And you're like, I didn't do it. I just like, thanks, but I just pushed a button, but you get all the credit. And it wasn't just the vibrator, but I think the fact that I had the vibrator and ropes and I was willing to try like stuff out in the bedroom, that was a huge contributing factor to why I tended to be, I've always found it really easy to keep girls coming back for more. Like once I have sex with a girl, Almost all of them come back. Like I'll say 95 to 98% of them want to see me again. I think it's a, it's not just the fucking vibrator, obviously, but I think that's a big part of it. I think that I'm willing to try different stuff. I think also that I ask girls what's on their sexual bucket list. I say like, what stuff have you tried? What do you want to try? Is there anything you've always been curious about? I think because I'm a pretty sexual guy, I'm not sexual outside the bedroom as much, but like- you know, I mean that I'm willing to explore sex and make sure they have a good time and stuff like that and, and try different things with them. I think that's been a huge, like, shortcut for me in terms of retention and seeing girls multiple times. That That's always been, like, super easy. So definitely get a magic wand vibrator if you don't have one. Um, you can also try, like, tying girls up. If you don't have any ropes or anything, just use an old, like, a scarf or a necktie, something like that. Just use something that you can tie her up. That's always fun. Blindfold a girl, they love that as well. These are cool shortcuts that you can do to keep girls coming back, and they make this sex, like, 50 times easier without you really having to do anything, especially the vibrator. You Like I keep saying, you just literally put it on her pussy, and she'll be like, holy shit, this is the best orgasm of my life. That's, like, the best shortcut. What are the shortcuts? I guess... This is one that comes up a reasonable amount of times. You know, when a girl's on her period and she goes like, oh, I'm on my period. Like, you know, we can't have sex or, you know, I'm not sure if we can have sex. I just always say like, no worries. Let's just like go in the shower and we'll fool around. And every single girl, I I don't think I've ever had a girl say no to that. Honestly, maybe I have like one or twice, but 99% of girls will be like, okay, as long as you're sure. And I like to do it with the lights off in the shower, just so she's like not self-conscious at all. Um, 
turn a light on in the like in another room or something so you get like a little bit of light coming in but so it's pretty dark in the bathroom just go in the shower turn the water on get some lube um because the water usually washes her pushy pussy juice away and shit so it's a bit harder get some lube get a condom fuck her in the shower against the wall that's fun and she won't be self-conscious because she's on her period there'll be a mess there usually is obviously there's blood and shit but you won't be able to see because it's fucking dark and you're in the shower and yeah, girls like love that shit. A lot of girls that I've done that with, they're like, holy shit, like I've never had sex on my period before. This was literally the first time. So that's a great shortcut. You don't have to wait until she's not on a period, especially if it's a girl who's your friends with benefits because obviously girls have their period once a month. That's like one quarter of the time you can't be having sex with her. So get around that. Tell her that you'll just have sex in the shower and then you guys get to see each other like, you know, all the time. So that's a good shortcut. Another life hack or trick, anytime you're watching a YouTube video, I always watch them on 1.5 times speed, everything, always, especially when I'm learning or I'm educating myself. If you're watching any of my videos, you can listen to these podcasts, by the way, and you should be doing this on any time speed you want. Pretty much every single podcast player that you could be listening to, to this episode on, you can do it on, you can, I know you can do it on my website on the innerwinnershow.com. There's a little button in the middle of the player that has like one time speed. You click that, you get to choose like which time, which speed you have. I would watch every YouTube video like that. I would recommend you listen to every podcast like that, especially all of mine. I tend to talk pretty quickly anyway, but you know, pop it at 1.25 speed. You're, you're at least that you're getting everything in significantly less time. It means you can take in more information. You can learn quicker. You don't have to fuck around. Another one that's similar is I never read books anymore. I always listen to the audio versions so that I can listen to them at 1.5 times speed. And you can have a book done. Like it might take you, I don't know, 10, 20 hours to read a big book. You can do that in like two hours of an audio book. And that saves you so much time. You can get through more content. You can learn more, learn faster, all that kind of shit. I feel like this next one is something that most people do anyway, but when you're doing the bullshit tasks around the house, like when you're cleaning the dishes or, um, you know, doing your washing or whatever, put on a podcast. Uh, I suspect most people are doing that anyway, especially if you're commuting or something like that. The, the stuff which is kind of a waste of time, at least make it productive by listening to podcasts or YouTube videos and shit like that. Another mini little trick when you save a girl's phone number in your phone, I always put a, a Z or a Z, the letter Z at the start of her name for every girl's phone number I get. So that way you don't have a whole bunch of names in your phone book where, you know, you're like, is this a girl that I've dated or is this a girl I'm about to see or is this one of my normal friends? It's like every girl's phone number that you get will be at the very end of your phone book because you put a Z at the start. Also makes it easier to go through and clean them out at some point if you feel like you got too many numbers in there that you haven't messaged in a while. I also always put some details about the girl just so I remember, you know, who she is. Like I'll say I'll put her age. Maybe I put her location, like where she lives, so I know how far she's got to travel to see me. Maybe I'll put like what her, you know, if she's studying at university, what she's studying. Like just some general notes so that when you meet her, you like you know who she is and shit like that. Another shortcut or another trick that stops girls from flaking on you is every single girl that you meet with for, or that you have scheduled a date with, the morning of, you should always be texting every single girl with like, hey, I'm looking forward to tonight or hey, I'll see you tonight. Like just something to remind her that you have a date that night. Before I started doing this, probably, 
I'll say like one in three girls would either flake or just not show up. And then when I started doing this, like it never happened anymore. Basically like only one in 10 girls would flake or change their mind or say, I can't make it. So definitely do that. Do that the morning of the date. It means you get less flakes, less heartbreak. Everything's much better. I feel like that's enough random um, shortcuts and, and stuff like that. We'll leave it there. I will finish off one more part answering Ed's questions because he's got one big question, which will be on the next episode. The question of what does a, a week look like for you? Can you walk us through like a, a typical week in the life of Andy? Remember, if you want to ask me your own questions, go to patreon.com forward slash kill in a loser, sign up and you get to ask me questions. I do them on podcasts. Yay.